Well, everybody, hopefully you have made your 1111 wish if you are listening live now that it is 1112. Let's get direct. That was perfect timing, by the way. Let's get directly into our discussion, which is self-care. Um, number one, we need to talk about what you wrote, Steph. So what is number one on the list of self-care? Yeah, so weeding out phony friendships. Like how toxic is too toxic? Um, I work in a background of design. Uh, and so understanding what toxic friendships are and getting past those, like it's easy to let go of somebody who's toxic, critical people, jealous people, untrustworthy people who are always trying to shoot you down, uh, freeloaders, um, anybody who's dramatic. Like, where do you draw the line at toxic? Like, for um, here's a th- I have a really bad habit at not knowing my toxic relationships until they fuck me over. Like I've, I've historically been that friend that I always see the better person, even though there is no such thing as better persons when it comes to that friendship. So up until around the time that I got married, I didn't know these things. So now when it comes to it, how I know is honestly just like the callback thing. So like birthday parties, um, when I invite you to things, do you actually show up? Uh, more importantly, when I know a friend is toxic, when every single time we have a discussion, it's always about some shit that they did wrong. Like, mm-hmm. I have I have friends who drink a lot. I have friends who smoke a lot. I have friends that party a lot. And I've had friends that do things that, honestly, I never thought that they would do. So, you know, for me, too toxic, it, it varies. Like, from women to men. When I see a guy be toxic, I usually try to give them the benefit of the doubt for, you know, the first time. But I saw something that was so toxic that not only did the relationship end, but I had to tell family to like disconnect. Uh, basically, no. what had happened, yeah, what had transpired was I, I received calls from people about this said friend, and you know they had basically said in just that he had. Now I won't say touched a woman. He had done something he wasn't supposed to do, inappropriate in terms of a woman, and it was basically <laughs> his word versus hers. And I didn't even know this person, but it was just more so it's like, yo, like the fact that I've never seen that out of you, but more people have come out that he had dated and said, oh, well, he's kind of aggressive and he does things. I was like, you know what? That's it. So I had to cut it off completely. And now that to me is too toxic between I think my like my rule of thumb when it comes to like how toxic a person can be is if you put your hands on women, if anything derogatory to women, I can't fuck with. More importantly, if you lie, like I have people that I've known that just yes. lie about just random, just like, it's like, yo, you realize you didn't even have to lie about that. You just instinctively just lie. Like, why the fuck did you, something don't need to be, like, you're lying about the bar tab. How the fuck is that yeah. possible? Like, yeah, I, I, I can agree with you on that. I can agree with you on that. One of my biggest pet peeves is liars. Um, yeah. Short, shorter story. I had someone who I considered to be a best friend who ended up cheating on her husband Um, and in cheating on cheating on her husband, she would use me as a scapegoat and she would tell him that she was at my house, but wouldn't tell me that she was at my house, according to him. Oh no. Um, So if he couldn't get in touch with her, he would call me and be like, Hey, Mm. we're so-and-so. And And I'd be like, I don't know. Fuck you calling me. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. And so it's like, you know, that's extra toxic. Like that's when it's noticeably toxic. I have, I'm similar to you, Greg, in that I was never able to really um, recognize toxicity uh, in the moment mm-hmm. until it became like, until it burned me. 
Um, but as I've gotten older, I've started to, to really lower my bar in terms of the bullshit that I, that I tolerate. And so now in an effort to, to maintain my own peace and sanctity uh, or sanity, um, I, I like, I cut people off at the first red flag. It's just like, what you felt like you had the hiccups earlier. All right, cool. We're never speaking again. Um, and I think that, you know, while that in itself can be toxic because I'm not giving people a chance, like, I don't understand why I need to, if someone's just off that feeling like they need to lie to me about something. Yeah. And I'm a, I'm cut from the same cloth. Like for me, like, I've historically give you know given people way too many chances to the point where now when people see me and they're like Greg like you're kind of like cutthroat I'm like I'm not cutthroat it's just when you see things happen so much when you get a little bit older when you get a little bit more wise and more importantly if you've seen things four or five times it's kind of like when you see that rerun of Martin and you can already tell mm-hmm. when the punchline is coming you don't want to see the yeah. punchline again and you know yeah. friend family foe it, like any person like it doesn't matter who you are like. I just, I'm not with the shits anymore. I'm at that age where I know a mile away where you're coming from things. So I just completely avoid it. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I do entertain it. I'm not that person who completely avoids it. Sometimes I entertain it because I'm like, okay, maybe this person can change, even though I can see it coming a mile away. But then they show me it. I'm like, okay, let me just go ahead and just like do away with it. And it's happened yeah. even on this podcast. Uh, for me, it's like, okay, great. Like, you know, I want the best for people but sometimes people don't want the best for themselves and they don't realize they're a phony friend because they didn't see things as a friendship they saw what could they get from you and more importantly how could they completely like suck everything out of you like no you know no no party beats and and this boils this boils And this boils back to not the Cardi B titty conversation of earlier, but the the opportunist conversation. Like people generally are self-serving and it's very rare, especially at our age, to meet someone who is not. Um, People are quick to capitalize on the the shortcomings of others, on the misfortunes of others, on, on what they think they can get over. And thankfully, you know, you and I seem to have to be of the mindset that we're able to recognize that now. I think you and I have been through enough shit in our lives to be like, yeah, I'm not fucking with you. Um, so, you know, cheers to you. But, um, yeah, you know, I I will need to be self-aware and understanding of whether or not they're the toxic friend, even if on a small scale, um, to understanding whether or not their friendships are toxic, because it does, it takes a lot out of you. Yeah, like you know, shout out to Bailey. Like you know, he and I had a nice long talk. Shout out to Shan too, because her and I we talk often. And I tell her, I'm like, yo, like you know, I don't know if it's me or if it's them. And one of the hardest battles you'll ever have to fight is if you're trying to figure out if you're the problem or they're the problem, because you don't want to be the problem, and you might realize that you are if somebody else tells you. But at least for me in my little small circumstance, like I saw that I was like, wait, I wasn't even involved in half the shit that was going on. And I ended up being the bad guy. And at that point, it was just like, yo, I, I can't do this. And the yeah. one thing you don't, you know, for me, I hate being the person that walks away from a situation. I always want to improve mm-hmm. it or try to make it better instead of walking away. But for the first time, I was like, yo, I walked away. And not only did it feel good, but now I, I don't want to just become that person who just walks away from situations. I don't want to be that guy who's like, you know what? If it doesn't go my way, I'm just going to walk the fuck away. 
Yeah. And there's the need to do, yeah, there's no need to do that. But I mean, there's also, there's a certain level of self-awareness that comes along with one understanding that you are a toxic. Um, Mm -hmm. I, it took me being single, not in a relationship, not in new friendships, none of that for several years in order to meet, for me to address the thing, the toxicities that I was bringing to relationships, whether they were romantic or otherwise. Um, Mm -hmm. But it also takes a certain level of self-awareness to be like, I can fix this or I cannot fix this. And the best thing to do is walk away. So like, you just need to come to terms with the fact that, that it is okay to walk away sometimes. If it is outside of your breadth of experience or knowledge or capability, you like just walk away. Sometimes that is the best option. Exactly. I absolutely agree. So let me see. What, what, What's what, this what, voicemail? So, Oh, let's go ahead and hit that. Let this see. Yeah, let's the older you get, oh, the more you have to be careful with your energy. Oh, absolutely. Hell um, yes. Project, protect your energy at all costs. Yeah, or just shoot the motherfuckers. Like, there's, like, there's always Greg, that option. Greg, um, how much have you been what? drinking tonight? No, I, I was shooting no, people. I, I, I put the, no, I, I didn't say shoot them. I said, shoot, like, oh, shit. Like, oh, shoot. I'm trying to be nice about it. Like, just don't oh. shoot them. Yeah, like, you know, like, shoot. Like, I wasn't trying to curse. But either way, if you want to Oh, shoot because them, that is a don't. problem all of a sudden. Yeah. Greg. No, like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, for example, I'll give you a funny story. So during my bachelor party, like, one of, one of my friends who came to the bachelor party, and mind you, when everybody has a bachelor party, it's supposed to be, like, this really big, like, grandiose thing. And mm-hmm. for me, I didn't want that. I just wanted my groomsmen. And some groomsmen couldn't show up because they had, like, responsibilities and stuff like that. But the ones who, they were the main ones talking. Oh, well, we, we definitely got to beat it. We're going to turn up, blah, blah, blah. They didn't show up. I wasn't mad. I was mm-hmm. like, hey, the people who are here, we're going to party. And the, one of the biggest mistakes I've ever made in my life was my, my friends who were there for the bachelor party. I blew up on them because I was mad at the people who didn't show up. And what, what, shout out to Rob because he'll probably hear this in like five or ten years. And he'd be like, yo, like, great. Like, you actually spoke on him. I'm like, yo, I have to. So – Basically, he and I, like, we went out one night because I blew up on everybody else. Everybody else was like, hey, Greg just needs a moment. He goes and hangs out. They didn't realize I went out by myself in, like, Cabo. I went out that night, and I I got, like, fucked up. When I say fucked up, I'm drinking, and, you know, the tab for me, everything was included. So I was like, great. Like, all I got to do is just continue to drink. So I'm drinking, and he shows up. (laughs) So Rob shows up, and he's like, yo, Greg, like, what what the fuck are you doing? I was like, yo, like, you know, what the fuck? Like, this is supposed to be like the bachelor party where all the guys were. And I'm just like venting on things that I was thinking, but I never said to them. And he said, Greg, like, you know, I don't know what's going on, but I'm here. And I said something that I will always regret to like my dying day. I was like, I don't care if you're here. I wanted everyone to be here because this is my moment. When I said mm-hmm. that, it was one of those things where as soon as it, as soon as it came out, I knew it was wrong. And mm-hmm. I apologized, but at that point, it was too late. And yeah. at that point, I knew exactly who my friends were. The moment I said that, I was like, yo, like the fact that he asked that question, that was what was supposed to be said right then. So at that point, he yeah. and I are like, you know, I'm angry about everything. He's angry, but he's angry because he's right in the situation. But he also wants to appease his friend who's trying to celebrate. So he says, yeah. we're going to go throughout this night. We're going to, you know, we're having fun. We have the most fun ever. Like he and I are just out partying. The, uh, you know, our other friends are in the room sleep. And then we, it's time for us to go back to the hotel. So we go back to the hotel and then he pulls me aside. He's like, Greg, like, I, I wanted you to have the, the, the time of your life because like, we still have some shit we have to address. 
And we, we got to the point where we're standing like in front of each other. And it was like, oh, we, we have to fight now. Like, it's one of those things where we have to fight because this is the only oh, way. This, 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 is, this is the only way that this is going to get off. And like in, any nice, guys yeah. that have ever been in this situation, they'll understand. It's like, it's one of those things where it's like the only way this ever gets addressed is if it gets handled with this. And oh, we're, we're squaring up, we're squaring up and we're ready to fight and everything like that. And then he's, he says to me, and he was like, Greg, like, you know, a, a lot of people aren't going to love you for the things you do, but I love you for who you are. Once he said that, I was like, oh, I, I can't fight this man. And at, at, and that, at that point, moment in time, you were the toxic friend. Exactly. And I have been that toxic friend. So for him to like even come out of his face to say some shit like that to me, it was like, yo, from now on, no matter how any situation ever goes, I will never judge my friends immediately. I will just let things play out and let them be what they are. And then when shit happens, I'm going to pull them aside and say, hey, I, I didn't appreciate that. I was upset at the way that you treated me. And more importantly, I'm giving you my friendship mm-hmm. and this is how you treat it. Because that's what was presented to me. I was give, I was put in that position where my friend literally let me get my shit off and then waited. They literally like were strategic and just waited the entire night. And then at the end of the night, it's like, hey, you got to answer for that. And I would expect you to yeah. do the same thing. I'm expecting Baylor to do the same thing. Like anybody oh, you know, I'm calling me, you the fuck out. Yeah. So ever since then, ever since that moment in Cabo, I've treated my friendships like that. I wait. I don't like hold like ammunition, but I still wait because I want them to know that I'm your friend through and through. But at the same time, yeah. there's going to be a respect there. And once you have that respect I would, with your friends, go ahead. I, no, I, I completely agree with that. And then, and I, I would clarify though that as far as I go, um, I'm a firm believer with my closest friends, they get that luxury. They get that, that courtesy of me knowing who you are at the core and being able to have that respectful conversation with you. Like, Hey, something you did bothered me because I've yeah. had that conversation with my friends and it has just been a matter of a misunderstanding. Um, but I do want to draw the line at friendships versus acquaintances because acquaintances I'm I'm a big believer in the Maya Angelou quote when somebody shows you who they are believe them the first time yep it is very very difficult to breach the line between acquaintance and friendship with me Mm -hmm. and so once you do make it across that line and you do become a friend that's when I start to let things go a little more, but I, I do still try and take the, uh, the approach uh, of being kind of an outside entity looking in and making sure that that toxic doesn't cross any lines. Because I mean, I know in my friendships, I still can be a little judgy. I can still be able she can be a little kind of blunt. I can be I can be, you know, critical, but I'm doing it from a place of, I love my friends and I want to see them do the best. And, and that's what it is for me. And so I tried to to calculate my approach in a way that is healthy. Does it always come across like that? Absolutely not. But I'm fortunate enough to have friends that will call me out on that shit. Um, and and I'll, I'll call them out on it too. And so I think Mm -hmm. that that's what has played well into the fact that as, as a 37-year-old woman, I have a handful of friends. I can literally count my closest friends on one hand. Everybody else is just an acquaintance. 
And mm-hmm. so, you know, it, there, there is a fine line. J- just so you know, Greg, you're just an acquaintance. Oh, that, that's, that's fine with me. The thing is, there's always room for improvement. But more importantly, <laughs> when, when we go to a bar and you're saying, oh, that's just an acquaintance. And it's that 50-year-old man that's like, hey, I'm, I'm going to take you home and I'm going to eat your ass. I'm like, hey, uh, oh, I knew her. That's just an acquaintance. But that, that's just an acquaintance. I only so, met her a couple hours ago. Exactly. I met her yeah, a couple Yeah, no, I mean, no. <laughs> you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have your back in that situation, Greg, because, you know, I don't want uh, you going home with a 50-year-old man who's going to eat your ass either. Hey, 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 no, I'm talking about for you. Like, he, he's, he's going to take you home to bone. You know, he's he gonna hit you with all. You the know damn well, there. again, Greg. You know damn well that I am not gonna let that happen. So you can just sit back and laugh as I try to fend off these shitty old wrinkly ball advances. Oh, right. not no. no anyway, we went off. I, I'm, I'm not. Again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna fend it off though. Before before we get to that, I'm not saying I'm gonna fend them off. I will go and say something to him like, "Hey, yo, I think like you know her boyfriend wouldn't approve or something like that." Even if she ain't got a boyfriend. But I'm definitely going to say some shit like, hey, but, you know, they just broke up on Tuesday, but they're trying to make up right now. Like, that that's some shit I'm going to do just to nah, make sure know. that you know, Fuck I, you I, I got to have a window. <laughs> it's just the truth. So oh, let's get these. No, you know, I'm going to come out of pocket and just pop off at the mouth with people. I, I have absolutely no filter, Greg. Unfortunately, but this is your fault. It is not on me. It's all on you. But let's get these two voicemails. That's up. fine. There's a method to... Um, at the bachelor party of only spending $40 and getting the most lap dances. This is a true story. I actually did it before. I spent $40 and got the most lap dances. There's a method to this. I can teach you. Please invite me. If, if I could do my bachelor Baylor, party I... all over again. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Because, yeah, I was about no, to go say ahead, something. Right. That, basically, he and I, we, we didn't know of each other then. But if I could do my bachelor party over and invite people, I would definitely invite Baylor. I would invite a, a few. Okay. Steph, you would be there. I feel the like he's a good bachelor party invite. Hell yeah, I'll be there, shit. Yes. Here's his the issue. I, I'm, the, I'm the friend that if I had to redo the bachelor party, like I would want to get you like you guys all drunk. And then I get to laugh at y'all. I'm that at the bachelor party, I was that guy. I got all of my friends drunk that night to the point where we were on a boat doing squats. You know, like, Greg, how drunk are you? And I was like, I'm not drunk. Y'all I'm are sober. like <laughs> no, no, not like, only was I sober. Here's, I was, go ahead. here's the opportunity for you. You oh, get Lord. to do that to me every Wednesday. Unfortunately. Because unfortunately. that's not unfortunate. I'm a lot of fun when I drink. I'm a six okay. pack and two boozy ice ices in. Okay. You you remember this. When you do decide, you know what, I'm going to, you know, go get married and you're going to have the, I don't even want to be a groomsman. I'm just going to okay. be at the bachelor party. I, I promise you, I'm coming to the bachelorette party and I'm going to be like, that's fine. Take that shot. Take, cause here's the thing. The worst thing I've ever done is, I won't say the worst thing, but it's like being a part of like the bachelor party. And I wasn't able to like coordinate things. So I ended up being the friend that was like the sober one and everybody else is drunk. This time with you, when you get married, I want to be the, the friend that's like, no, the point of me being here is making sure that she might piss herself. That's my, okay. that is, yeah. If, yeah. Mm-hmm. if I get married, you are invited you- to the bachelorette party. And also, 
get used to the fact that I have always been the friend that needs taking care of. So, <laughs> oh boy, oh get God. ready for me to be a fucking disaster. I'm, I'm actually terrified because I'm going to. Yeah, you know what? Let's not let's not talk about this yet. Because see, what's going to happen is yeah, the, no. the guy from North Carolina is going to want to have a, a fucking wedding. Absolutely not. I am He's pretty like, sure hey, I've blocked his number already. I can guarantee he's going to want to have a wedding at not even a chapel. He's going to want to have, you know, at a plantation and everything. So it's going to be outside his fucking double wide somewhere in the middle of nowhere in the South. You are, you're going to end up on fucking a 90 day fiance fucking around with that dude, man. Listen, I'm probably going to end up on 90 day fiance because I'm convinced my fiance lives in a different country. Well, I mean, there Probably is, uh, w- w- what's, what's his name? Um, what's the guy that was on here earlier? Um, oh, I his name. Uh, Miss, shit. What, Miss something. Uh, something S. Uh, something, yeah, something S. Let, let's get this voicemail because we still got a couple more left for self-care. I always, I keep Greggy, I hold Greggy accountable because, <clears throat> you know, him being a Celtics fan and all, and I know that's like... <sighs> That's rough on him. And he can be toxic <laughs> being a Celtics fan. <laughs> and shit. <laughs> Baylor is an asshole. Here's the issue. I love Baylor him. And I, just last week, he and I, just last week, Baylor and I had an issue. But we did an entire, like about an hour and a half episode about LeBron versus Jordan. And here's the thing. There was no resolution mm. to the episode. So anybody who is listening to the episode, just let you know, there is no resolution. We didn't pick LeBron versus Jordan. We ended up going from talking about LeBron and Jordan to we ended up with sneakers and which ones would we rather wear the most. But you know what we didn't mention? Fucking LeBron. I would absolutely we wear Jordan. Jordans over LeBron's. Hey, who the fuck wants to wear them big ass space boots of LeBron? You yeah. want to wear Jordan? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking fin- this finesse to be. I'll like. tell you what, I got like six pairs of Jordans in my closet. Do I have any LeBrons? Absolutely not. Hey, hey, exactly. Oh no, no. I, I didn't want to do this because it's 2020 still. Now 2021, when we've kind of like when the wound has like somewhat healed about Kobe's, we're going to talk about the fact that the only reason Kobe's like career, I want to say ended but why his injuries like existed is because he insisted on wearing low top shoes as a result he ended up with those injuries because when he was wearing mids his career was completely fine he was healthy every year the moment he decided he wanted to switch to kobe lows that's when the fucking ankles and the acls and all that stuff started happening but baylor don't that, that's about what you're that. gonna blame it on Oh, absolutely. So that's not absolutely. Gonna oh, oh, and um, Paul Gasol and Kwame Brown. There's a, there's a couple things, but we're definitely going to talk about them low-top Kobe's because even though they are classics and you can wear them when you go to Costco and shit like that, you should not be wearing low-top Kobe's to ball. Every single person that I've seen recently that has been injured has worn low-top sneakers or no like, Yo, I'm shoes. really, really mad that you just said if you want to wear them to Costco, you can. Hey, I'm just saying, people wear Kobe's to Costco. We're not... And there's a difference between cross trainers and sneakers. But we, you know what? 
I'm sure Baylor just left the voice note. Let's just play this shit because I know he's gonna curse me out. I know he's. I mean, I have a, I have more Jordans than Lebrons. I have a few Lebrons. I have a few Kobe's. But God, leader, all in the. Uh, I have so many. It's so many championships over here that's in the way right now. God, <laughs> Yo, yeah. I'm so yeah. mad at him. I can't stand his oh, ass. Of course. Any, anyway, let, let, let's move on because we, we're already still in self care. It's been an hour, so let, let's let's get into it. Yes. So, um, the, I'll go very quickly into. Two. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go very quickly into it. Um, given that we are in a pandemic, and a lot of us. Oh, my dog is coughing. That's fun. Uh, given that oh, a lot God. of us are in a pandemic, and we've been home. Uh, the majority of 2020 i myself have been working from home since march um a lot of us are are very quick to um kind of fall into a habit that will drive us very quickly to work from home burnout um it's very Mm -hmm. difficult to kind of uh to, to identify so um i put together a quick list around it if you're working for more than eight hours a day if you feel like you need to prove that you're working, and I am guilty of all of these, by the way, um, if you're skipping meals to work, if you're waking up, especially in the middle of the night to do work or you're dreaming about things that you need to do, um, if you're too tired to do anything else, um, you know, you are definitely on the verge or if not all the way deep into work from home burnout. Um, I am guilty of every single one of the things that I've mentioned. I've wake, I've woken up in a panic at two, three o'clock in the morning with like things that I do at work. And I have sent myself emails reminding me of those things that I need to do. Um, it's a very unhealthy habit. There are definitely easy ways to get past it. Uh, making sure that you're claiming your personal time back. Log off of work at 5 p.m. The same way that you would if you were going into the office. Claim back your personal time, even if you're not doing anything. Don't make excuses for staying on longer than you need to. Take time off, even if you're not going anywhere. You're accruing vacation days. Like, I still have fall of my days for the entire year because I never took a vacation this year. Um, so I, start taking, I started taking long weekends, uh, taking Fridays off at the beginning of the summer. So I have three-day weekends almost every weekend because I have so much time off accrued. And if, if nothing else, if you find yourself in a place of burnout where you are unhappy with your job, if you think that your skills would be more useful any, anywhere else, again, log off of work at five o'clock and update your resume. If nothing else comes of this, like you have an updated resume, it's the easiest way to, to put all of your accomplishments on something in real time. Nobody's over your shoulder in the office making sure that you're still doing work. Um, and, and that way you can start applying to new jobs. But work from home burnout is a real thing. I suffered from it, I don't know, say two months ago. Um, it got to a point where I literally almost got fired because I gave so few shits about my job. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like it, it's, a, it's a real thing. So start reclaiming your time and, and, and own it. Like we are not working from home during a pandemic. And we need to understand that. Most Absolutely. employers don't. Absolutely. That's all I, I gotta say about that. I agree. Yeah, that is wow. I have nothing. I, I'm not even countering. What, what, what's, what's your next background? This that, is what I do for a living, beautiful. Greg. That was beautiful. That was absolutely. I'm just not here. I'm doing it for the people. Well, I you got more gym. What, what else do you have in the area of self care? Um, I wanted to talk to you about what you consider self care because I know what I. 
I can, it's a very, it's a very broad, what do you, what do you consider self-care, Greg? Um, for and me, so, so on top of, wait, in addition to that question, when do you feel that you need to apply self-care and does it work? Well, for me, my self-care works. Number one, uh, being around your lady, your spouse, if they, if they're living, you know, some people might get offended by that, but it's the fucking truth. Living every once in a while, do shit that's different. Go smack them on the ass and like, you know, on, on your lunch break, instead of going and ordering Chipotle to get delivered, go ahead and slap them on the ass. That, that's to me, self-care. Go and like have sex in the day. Hungry, you slap them on the ass. Yeah. Like, think about it. People were talking about, I've seen people on Twitter and stuff say, oh, yeah, you know, there's nothing like lunch break sex where you have to drive to the other person's job. Think about it. You ain't got to go nowhere. Just say, you know what? Uh-uh. You're going to catch this dick at 1230. That's so cool. <laughs> um, um, let's see. What, what, what else is considered self-care for me? Self-care for me is good porn. Um, the reason why I say good porn is because if you and your spouse decide you want to watch porn, if you're at home. And you haven't like there are a few people that I didn't realize have been celibate since like March and they have not had dick or vagina since like Jesus March. Christ. Yeah. When I say self-care, I want you to have the best. So that's why this podcast, I, I didn't tell you this, but this podcast is sponsored by Dame. So Dame is a sponsor of ours that not only specializes in adult toys, but they specialize specifically when i say specifically notice the sp was like capitalized so specifically they focus on the need for women to enjoy and more importantly have the proper orgasm so greg why wouldn't you share that with me i'm sorry um i'm actually going to be sending you a few things by the way since we're since we're yeah you're gonna need to because why would i not be the best spokesperson for that you're talking to a 37 year old single woman who lives by herself i probably can keep this company afloat by myself okay so here's ad time since people since we're (laughs) here you know since we're we're in self-care this is directed at the ladies fellas Trust me, when I say self-pleasure, self-care, like this also comes to you. When I say comes to you, I'm talking about the ladies. The the ladies will come to you. So when you go to dameproducts.com, there are a multitude of featured products from Dame that will make sure that not only that she is pleased, but she will please you as well. They have the Eva 2, which is a hands-free vibrator that will make sure that when she gets off, you get off too. There is a Z bullet vibrator for when you're not around, she can go to town. There is the pillow for sex because Lord knows men complain and bitch and whine about proper arch game. The pillow will not only Mm -hmm. make sure that you have the proper arch, but even will make sure that missionary is a position that you enjoy again. Because God knows men. Is this this something that's going under the hips? Provide proper arch? Back. Yes. Not not only does it go under the hips, but it's able to be reversed. So now, not only can you do it doggy Ooh. style, you can do it in missionary if you want to lay on the side. This is called the pillow, and it's spelled okay. P-I-L-L-O. Um, there is the arc, which is the G-spot vibrator. Men, fellas, boys, um, not children, because we don't fuck with them. However, if you decide <laughs> that you cannot find fuck the G-spot... Kids. Yeah, fuck them kids. If you that cannot shit is find like... the G-spot... Oh, go no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That shit is like a fucking voyage to Antarctica. Only a few men on this planet managed to do it. 
And it's not that hard. Everybody knows where it is. They just fuck it up. Absolutely. But that's why Dane Products is here for you. We have the Arc, which is a G-Spot vibrator. So if you can't find the G-Spot, Greg right here, my name has two Gs in it. That just means not only am I trying to help you find the G-Spot, I'm trying to help you find it twice. So get the Arc. Um, yeah, of course. Then you have you have the Palm, which is a flexible, vib- a flexible vibrator. Now, fellas, when I say if this is the gift for you, this right here is it. The palm, spelled P-O-M, can actually not only fit in your palm, but say if you're hitting it from the back. Men, we know we have a weird like sensation when we're hitting it from the back and we're trying to rub the pussy from the front. So the palm does all the work for you. So instead of you being that awkward dude that's hitting it from the back and trying to grab, all you have to do is put the palm in your hand and put your palm on her knob or knob. Either way, whatever you want to call it, you put your hand right there. And the palm does it all for you. It is a flexible G-spot As vibrator. As a woman. Mm-hmm. Go for it. As a woman, that is magic. Magic. Yes. See that back arch? Mm-hmm. Get the palm, apparently. Because, yeah. like, listen. Yeah. Not only will she, if she doesn't have the proper arch, I guarantee you, when her chest caves in like an asthmatic because she's about to release, <laughs> trust me. It's because of the palm. Now, you don't know it's because of the palm. You think your dick game is that potent. Trust me. It's the palm doing its job. It's, it's not. It's called the P-O-M. <laughs> yeah. um, also, um, ladies, if you decide that you want to go and you want to get your thing off in the middle of the day without delay, you can go and get the Kip, which is a lipstick vibrator that is discreet and will handle in your purse or even sits magnetically on the back of your iPhone. And there's the Fin, which is a vibrator for fingers because, hey, um, Everybody has 10 of them, hopefully. So those are the products sponsored by Dane products that, yeah, there is a multitude of things. Oh, one thing I didn't mention was the aloe lube, which is called the alu, which is not only water-based. You don't have to worry about the sticky, like the the funky lube. the worst. Like nobody, nobody wants lubes like that. I want you to, no, we want you. Steph and I, we want you to get more bang for your buck with dane so go to dane emphasis on bang exactly emphasis on bang so that was our sponsorship for dane products let's just get back into self-care so Steph, what do you have for self-care so for me it really varies it depends on what it is that i am trying to relieve generally i don't approach self-care until i'm at a point of absolute despair it can range from anything to being random shit I don't need online and then it being Christmas um, two to three weeks uh, to meditating like the, the common self meditating uh, I sleep sleep is my one of my first self-care kind of go-tos um, it's how I maintain my youthful glow that's um, mm-hmm. how I don't look 37 um, I like to, I like to, I like to really just do things, gauge my time. So it's working out, doing yoga, meditating, playing video games, going something that takes me away from dwelling on the problem largely. And, and it could be, I mean, maybe it is an unhealthy organism, 
them, but it does make me feel better and it does relax my mind in a way that I can then go back towards an issue and then conquer it. So while it, it may on the surface be an unhealthy coping mechanism, it does actually work for me. It can be, like I said, anything from, listen, I have, <laughs> I have bought so many AAA batteries in the last eight months. I, I am definitely <laughs> sure that you have all of the rechargeable bat tomorrow. I am ordering you two-day Amazon recharge. And I'm going to buy you Amazon the little, makes the little it round. So, here's the thing. Amazon makes it so easy. Because I'm a Prime member. So, like, listen, everything mm-hmm. is next day at this point. Because Amazon is trying to make it be like, yeah, it sucks, but we're still every day. Yep. I have bought family value sized packs of batteries over the course of the <laughs> last uh, eight months. Um, now that we have a sponsor, uh, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to hit them up for some of the things that you and that we've discussed over the course of the last five, 10 minutes. There are a couple of things that mm-hmm. struck my fancy. Um, but yeah, self-pleasure is, is healthy. It's a big, it's a big part of my, my self-care, um, function especially when i've got red decks coming up from north carolina and i'm just like yeah i'd rather just do it myself uh i'm a firm believer in the fact that (laughs) i'm a believer in the fact that women know their own bodies that and and this is something that i brought up last episode like i know my body better better than any man that i've ever been with like i can make Mm. it happen faster for myself than anyone i've ever known Mm. and that is like if i can make myself come 15 times in like 20 minutes why wouldn't i like hell yeah yeah. all right cool my mind's in a great place i'm fine now let's go back to cooking dinner back to work Mm -hmm. or whatever it is um and so mine really runs the gamut like it really just depends on what mood i'm in sometimes i will binge shop sometimes i will just sit on the couch and play video games for an immeasurable number of hours Sometimes I'll sit and binge watch Netflix. Sometimes I'll sleep. Sometimes I'll masturbate. It really depends on on what tickles my fancy at that point in time. Mm. Exactly. Exactly. See, look at look at this. Yeah. And definitely, I, just I, make I yourself happy, send, man. Yeah. If if you haven't looked at you know if you haven't looked at your text, you should because I just sent you the links. So I need you to pick out what you want. That way, I can go ahead and just tell them, hey, send it. But that that's just for you and I. Um. Basically, the last little... I will provide so, valuable reviews. I, oh, see, trust me, I, I have to do this. But <laughs> another story for another day. Um, Basically, my, my little self-care thing, if you want to call it that, is everybody is not your assignment. Um, The reason why I say this is because actually I read it on the gram. So on Instagram, someone said, and I quote, everybody is not your assignment. That is why you are drained. And it made me think, have I made people my assignment? That's not self-care. That's absolutely the opposite. And I had to learn that I have to stop trying to jump in front of the bullet. I had to stop being the person who always was there for friendships and for the peers. And more importantly, I'm doing it for them, but I wouldn't do it for me. So there were certain situations I would put myself in that I didn't have to be in. And most of self-care happens because you just don't think of you. You think of everybody else before you. I'm talking girlfriends, boyfriends, exes, and things like that. But then at the end of the day, you're always last. 
I can guarantee you the one thing someone told me that made more sense is if you take care of you, everybody else will be fine. And you can't do anything for people when you're dead. Once I heard that, I was like, yo, like, wow, that, that's some really profound shit. So when people tell me like, oh, like, great, that doesn't really make sense. I'm like, think about it. If you're dead, you're no good to anyone. So you have to take care of yourself first. So for me, I've learned to just, you know, obviously go to therapy. More importantly, like take care of your health as a man, as men that are probably listening to the show. Take care of your bodies, man. Like we don't know. We've lost Chadwick Boseman this year. I didn't even know this man was sick until literally like the day he died. And I saw a couple of his movies. I was like, yo, like, I didn't think that it was that bad. He looked a little bit skinny, but it was, it, it didn't hit me to that magnitude. More importantly, I had a friend, a close friend of mine. That's a lady. She lost her children's father. So she has two daughters and they, you know, they just lost their father recently. And he died from the same situation. And when I talked to my guy friends about stuff, like, I'm like, yo, when's the last time you ever got checked out? When's the last time you went to the dentist? When's the last time you went to the doctor? And they say, oh, yeah, it was pre-COVID. And I'm like, oh, like, now I get it with the dentist, but it's like, oh, the doctor, just go. Like, you're out here and you're going out to these brunches, you're eating all this high-sodium food and shit like that. You don't know if you have high blood pressure. You don't know if you have diabetes and shit like that. It, it will literally, like, it will fuck you up. I saw my father for the first time in maybe, like, this is probably an overshare, but I saw him maybe, like, three or four weeks ago. And... The first time he saw, like, his granddaughter, my daughter, was just a few weeks ago that day. And he, he walked in and he had a cast on his foot. And I was like, yo, I've never seen my father in a, a bad predicament. And he tells me, he's like, he has type 2 diabetes. And I was like, okay, um, I know it's preventable, but there's certain things I don't know about it. My wife has type 1, just for, you know, as an example. So anybody who doesn't know the difference, I would suggest you Google it because there are severities that a lot of people just don't understand. So when I saw him, I didn't know that he had the cast on because he had a toe cut off. Now, when people see or hear that someone had a toe cut off, they think, oh, the, the Soul Food movie with Big Mama had a toe cut off and stuff like that. But for me, I'm like, oh, my father's young. My family's relatively young. So when people like, like me, when they see that, they don't get the magnitude of it. And it's like, wait a minute. If that's your father, now that's in your bloodline. So that could possibly be you. So I've taken my health. I've taken, like, obviously my wealth. But more importantly, I've taken my family into account because I don't want to be in that position. So for men, like, self-care is definitely important. Like, when your lady says, hey, go get your pedicure, go get your fucking pedicure. Because you don't know when you ain't going to have a fucking toe again. And that's not a joke. That's just complete, you know, if you don't have a big toe, your feet just, they already fucked up. Just Keep your big toe. Just, just keep, yeah, just I'm, keep I'm with toe. you. I'm with you on that, Greg. I, I think especially for men, it's, it's more difficult for them to, to come to terms with their health, both physically and mentally. And so I'm a big advocate. I'm a big proponent for kind of preaching the benefits of, of mental health awareness and physical health awareness. I was always the type of person who was like, oh, I'm not going to go to the doctor unless I know that there's something terribly wrong until mm -hmm. I myself had a cancer scare. Um, and, and thankfully, you know, it, it ended up not being anything serious. Um, but, but it was enough for, to, to wake me up. Um, I think more importantly than that, too, is is and this touches back on a lot of the things that we talked about tonight, especially as it, it pertains to Kanye West, like mental is very, very important. Uh, the stigma associated 
with seeing a therapist and going through talk therapy or even medicated therapy is is very um but i i as someone who has gone through talk therapy whose whose career is is loosely based in in being a therapist um it's important like you don't understand the value that it provides to you to just get some things off of your pst. Um, and, and what kind of health benefits are associated with just letting some things out that, that the, the, I mean, they're just, they're exponential. And so those, those kinds of things are, are really important to be aware of. And, and that's, I think, kind of the underlying um, point of the show uh, for this evening. I mean, we've, we've gone on for hours on it, but it's just, it's be self-aware, understand that, you know, there are circumstances that you can't control. Understand when you need help. Be self-aware and don't be afraid to ask for help. While there is a stigma associated with asking for help and understanding that you need help, there are plenty of people out there outweigh the stigma who are willing to help to, to provide that, that hand. Um, and so by all means, you know, go ahead and do it and serve yourself, like especially during during 2020. 2020 is a dumpster fire of a year, um, but it does require a little more kind of self-awareness on that front. Definitely go to the doctor. Definitely. If, if something is wrong, like your body is always going to tell you that there's something. If you're breaking out in hives, if you have an allergic reaction, if you're if you're not responding to things the way you're normally it is your body trying to tell you something just listen to it there is no harm in that if you have a job and you have insurance and 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 you have the ability to go to a doctor then why wouldn't you take advantage of it and make sure that you're 100 percent? i understand that people come up with the mindset that if you go looking for problems you're going to find them but if your body is telling you something just listen to it and and that's where that's where I'm coming from in terms of the self care aspect. Like yes, it's all fun and games, and we all make jokes about it. But it is really important to take care of yourself, especially if you want to make an impact on this world, especially if you want to spend time here and see future generations and see your family grow and see your spouse and your family, uh, your extended family, live longer than anybody anticipates. Like it's really important to take care of yourself, and that's all I'm going to preach on that. Absolutely. We do have two voicemails. We do have two voicemails. Let's play these. And then, you know, we'll make our exit and be up out of here. So here we go. For sure. With people like us, and I mean like the three of us, uh, humanity has a chance. We're going to take another edible. (laughs) (laughs) Taylor, I am jealous of the fact that you are are on all these edibles. Like, edibles are my favorite way of ingesting the devil's lettuce. Um, I don't like smoking. Yeah. I have weak lungs. I get bronchitis a lot. Edibles are the greatest. Um, but thank you, Baylor. I sincerely appreciate that. I do. I do pride myself, and, and I can't speak for you, Greg. But you know, I'll include you in this. Like, I pride myself a lot in being the change that I wish to see in the world. Like, I figure if I put good out into the universe, the universe will pay me back good. It hasn't always worked out that way, but it doesn't change the fact that I'm going to continue to be a good person with a little bit of energy. I will say this to you on air and Baylor can attest to anybody else that has ever listened to our show and people who are new to it. Like you were the breath of fresh air that I needed. Cause honestly I, I was lost for Thank a couple you. of weeks, a couple, I was like, this is not only what the people deserve. It's what I deserve. And that sounds kind of selfish, but 
honestly, I'm thinking about myself at this point. So I, I appreciate you. I hope that I'm doing right by you and I can, will continue to do right by you. And you Thanks, being Greg. the voice of women, um, more importantly, like if I say anything wrong, please check me. Um, except for Cardi B. Oh, you know I am. That, yeah. Like, no, I'm just trying to figure out what the, like, I don't understand what the understanding is, like, of, like, the giant salami titties. But, like, we'll go into okay. that. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, 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 Very disrespectful. Yo, she Not called salami. them salami titties, so don't come down on me for calling them that. I don't eat salami. I've had spam before, but she, I never had salami. She called them salami nipples. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm about just to eat salami tomorrow. listening <laughs> I'm going to eat salami tomorrow because what we're not going to do is we are not judging Cardi B's titties. I'm Ever not sitting on them. I just don't know. Like, as a girl who doesn't have salami titty, like salami nipples, like, I just, it's not my thing. Like, because it's not what I'm used to. And I would love to understand, I'd love to hear the understanding behind that. But that's, that's a story for a different day. That being said, Greg, I do feel like you're doing right by me. I think that we are a great team. Like I said, props to you for recognizing recognizing that this would work um and you know like i i may listen i'm not perfect i have my own my own shitty traits um but i do try to be a good person i try to be an advocate for women i try to tell it how it is i try to be realistic in everything i say and do um and so you know that's that's that Absolutely. so shout out to baylor for recognizing that and, and understanding that it, it takes genuine people to make a genuine change and that is what we need. Also, just go vote. Just trust me. We want genuine. Also, go vote. Be the change you wish to see in this world. Do you realize the next time we have this show, it, it, for the most part, there will be a new president or yes, an old president. A, a decision will have been made. Either you dictate how not this that next I show just put my go. cards on the table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like you, you, you dictate how next week's show is going to go because ne- the next week's show is literally, literally called. Well, actually, what, what the fuck is this? It's called hotels, hotels, and um, and hotel. Oh, it's going to be a good show. So, for those of you who are listening, for those of you who are going to catch up on this tomorrow after you wake up. For those of you who enjoy what we talking, what we're talking about, next week's show is going to be crazy. Greg's yeah. gonna go into his whole stories. I'm gonna go into my whole stories. We're gonna compare. We're gonna. Oh God, it's gonna be great. Yeah, it's gonna be so good. Yeah, you're gonna hate. You're gonna hate stuff. My stories are boring. Like. If you have not caught on for the last two weeks, and even if you're new here, go listen to the platform from last week's show. Oh my God. Like, yeah. I will say this. I will say this. I pride myself on currently living a very, very plain, nondescript life. However, between the ages of 19 and 32, we're looking at a solid 13-year span. My life was a fucking shit show. And it was the most amazing shit show that everyone could ever imagine. Oh, boy. I will dig oh. 
slowly into it in next week's episode and much more into it in my stories of the week. There you go. They're going to hate you. I don't want They're to not going to hate me. I am a girl with a story. I am the girl okay. who did things that most people would not dare to do. I'm a fucking pioneer, Greg. Okay. Hey, well, I was going to say the other P word, but hey, um, if that's what you wait, want, wait a minute, what? Be the if, if you want to be the pioneer. No, 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 no. Let's, let's, let's call it what you wanted to call it, Greg. I was going to say you were the perfect individual for mm-hmm. this show. You are which, perfectly full of shit, Gregory. And you know this. Um, in saying <laughs> that, though, guys, in parting, I am one of your hosts, Greg, and I'm joined by the queen herself. Who are you? The one and only Steph. Let's and say let's say let's show. say goodbye to this one last voicemail, who I'm pretty sure is Baylor, uh, before we depart. Well, uh, Hey, look, don't forget yes. to tell them about the Astro Glide uh, lubrication <laughs> set target. Oh, it's phenomenal. Yo, can you cut that Michael Jackson down? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Astro Glide. Yep. That's what I like. That's what I like. Greg, you left your midget porn over here, too. <laughs> on that note i think we should end the show something comedic uh, a show that was definitely you know both both funny and serious um self-care is a very important part of everybody's life and if you don't already do it i implore you to take advantage of what works for you and uh and take advantage of it and impl- apply it to your life Greg, uh, I don't know if you have anything anything else to add to that. No, you are the person who enters the show and exits the show. I don't oh, think anything else. Well, thank you, you. I mean, I feel like you definitely entered the show, but it's okay. Um, no, I did not. I did not. You were talking to Pierre <laughs> Escargot, and you know, <laughs> you decided for forty. Such a good Oh my god. All right. On that note, on behalf of Greg and I, we are so happy to have you listening to us. Thank you for sticking with us for all four plus hours. We appreciate every one of you. And and you know, to this will be available um on on both of our our stereo um accounts so please feel free to listen there it will the edited version will be available on all uh podcast platforms tomorrow so keep a look out keep a look out for that um a shout out to every single one of our our listeners everybody who was engaged with us today we love hearing from you all and and we really uh appreciate you helping kind of flow the conversation forward Tune in next week. It's going to be a hell of a show. If you liked this one, next week's only going to get more ridiculous. So on behalf of myself and Greg, this is the one and only Steph. Uh, Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Hey, do you have the Wi-Fi password? Common words everyone has said in an airport, coffee shop, or any public place with free internet. Don't fall victim to internet hackers while using free internet thanks to NordVPN. NordVPN is one of those services you tell yourself you don't need until it's too late. We've used the NordVPN to browse the web, check bank accounts, and even stream apps like Netflix. It's the only VPN service that lets you bypass ISPs, 
perfect for when your job has sites you frequent like Facebook is blocked. It's the best VPN service you can get for both price and performance. Install NordVPN on up to six devices, including your smartphone, tablet, and desktop, and experience the service for yourself. Start protecting yourself and your content with NordVPN by heading over to nordvpn.com forward slash YBAB at checkout and save 75% on your subscription. (laughs) 